Your top stories on Blitz this hour. Liverpool go 19 points clear in the Premier League. Man City march on into Carabao Cup final. Nadal crashes out while Halep fights on. Bulls and Sharks name starting team for Super Rugby opener. And we look ahead to the Saudi International. The Vodacom Bulls have named the strong team for their opening game of the 2020 Vodacom Super Rugby season as they look to make a winning start away from home. The Pretoria-based franchise will tackle the Salsi Sharks in Durban on Friday using a familiar-looking starting 15. They'll run out at Johnson Kings Park with a similar starting side that took to the field against the Lions on Superhero Sunday, barring a few changes. Veterans Monet Stain, Jean-Dre Kruger and Josh Strauss have all been named in the starting lineup. Former Springbok flyhalf Stain is set to make his first Super Rugby appearance in seven years. There's two 2019 Rugby World Cup winners in the fold, one starting in the form of fullback Warwick Gelland and one on the bench with prop Trevor Nyakane available. It's an exciting bench full of youth and potential future stars. Ambrose Papier and Mani Leboc have already proved themselves at Super Rugby level. Others will hope to follow suits during the course of the season, including Reino Peterser. An exciting Sharks team will run out against the Bulls in Super Rugby. The team closely resembles the starting lineup that took on the Stormers in the Superhero Sunday warm-up encounter. Captain Lucanio Am is one of three World Cup winning Springboks in the back line where Makazole Mapimpi and Spoon Corsi also start. Making their run on debuts for the Sharks are three forwards, Oxen Chair James Fenter and Sikombozo Noche, who all made the move to Durban last year. Larue Ruetz and Henko Fenter also new signings, together with local talents Sanele Inohamba and Butter Chamberlain start from the bench. Salsi has renewed its partnership agreement with the Sharks, extending the long-standing relationship with the KwaZulu-Natal-based franchise. It's a partnership that has been in place since 2014 and will continue to run for another three years, confirmed by both the franchise and the company on Wednesday. A great privilege to go into the third, year, the third cycle of a third-year uh, contract with Salsi as our title sponsors. Uh, like you said, it's a tough environment out there um, economically in South Africa. So to have a, a big organisation like Salsi commit for another three years really helps us to to build for the for the future and um, hopefully put a more competitive team. And like you say, we're all a little bit nervous for for the start of the season. But yeah, with the backing of Salsi, uh, the Salsi Sharks are going to be really competitive this year. The strength of the brand is an interesting one. Both Salsi and the Sharks, you share a lot of common values. Yeah, we're finally known as the Salsi Sharks now, so one that uh, rolls off the tongue quite nicely. And then you spot on, shared values is an extremely important uh, part of this relationship. Community, transformation, diversity is really something that, that both brands strive towards. And I think you can see it in the fruit of the team that we put out. It's a very happy, uh, diverse team. And also Salsi and the, and the nature of their brand is, is really crossing boundaries and disrupting uh, the industry. And the fact that it's the first of three years makes a big difference. Yeah, it does make a big difference. Uh, I think it gives us the, the, the privilege to plan, to have a medium to long-term plan in place. And, and I think, yeah, we're really excited about this new chapter. There's a lot of new, new blood in the Salsi uh, management structures, which uh, we've got really strong relationships with, and, and it's, it bodes well for the future. 
Give us a line about uh, the Bulls for Friday. Of course, uh, you're originally from that part of the world, celebrating 100 years at Afis. Yeah, I think the big news out of Pretoria this week was 100 years of Afis. I think that is the big news. Um, yeah, of course, I mean, we don't want to talk around the, um, the big game on Friday night. However, you know, we're definitely the underdogs because nine games in a row I think we've lost in Super Rugby. So I think our team's just, just ready to get on the field. I think we've got an unbelievably talented squad who's ready to play. And, um, yeah, it's exciting times. Let's, let's hope it, uh, it, it comes to fruition what we planned. The wait is over as Super Rugby kicks off for the 2020 tournament with the Blues hosting the Chiefs in Auckland. The first local derby between the South Sea Sharks and the Vodacom Bulls also takes centre stage on the first day's action. The Crusaders will get the defence of their title underway against the Waratahs. You can catch all the action live on your World of Champions. The opening round of the Six Nations is set for an exciting start. Wales clashing with Italy before Ireland and Scotland face off. The big one though will be between France and England. Having completed in Abu Dhabi, world number one Brooks Kepka returns to action at Royal Greens Golf and Country Club. Venue for the Saudi International, powered by SoftBank Investment Advisors. I just practiced last week and tried to make the most of it. I've had three months off, so there's no point in, in resting. Abu Dhabi, I felt that everything was very close and it wasn't there, but I'm trying to get in golf shape again. My game's good enough, I know that. Um, confidence is there, so uh, it'd be nice to knock off a victory. Especially against such a terrific international field, greatly enhanced by the defending champion, fifth in the world rankings. Dustin Johnson. You know, obviously winning the first ever Saudi Invitational was, was nice and yeah, it's just nice to come back here to this golf course. I like the golf course, I think it suits me very well and I'm looking forward to another good year this year. Last season, Johnson was pressed hard by China's Hao Tong Li, but the penultimate hole afforded breathing space. It, it was really close all, all day. I drove it right up there just short of the green and made a nice birdie there. And, yeah, I think that gave me a couple-shot lead. Lee and Johnson also went head-to-head -head on a big stage in Australia just a couple of months ago, and the Chinese star is looking forward to renewing their rivalry. Last year, President's Cup against him on a Sunday just become become more usual than before, I think. Just build confidence from there, learn a lot to how to play with in that situation. This week I just want to be in contention and be have a chance on the back nine on Sunday. This is Sergio's third start on the desert swing. He was tied eighth at the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, then shared 23rd in Dubai. You know, beginning of the year, kind of getting used to some of uh, the new equipment and stuff like that. But uh, but overall, uh, I've seen a lot of good things. Uh, consistency obviously uh, needs to be a little bit better. I feel like the short game has been has been quite solid uh, for for the both weeks. Obviously, we're working hard on it, and uh, we'll we'll keep on that same momentum uh, here this week. On the shores of the Red Sea, Royal Greens is par 70, pristine and picturesque. It's had a year to settle in. I think the, the greens are quite a bit faster. Wind usually gets up here in the afternoon, so the afternoons are, are quite difficult. The other golf course is in really good shape. Another year to mature is always going to be good. The rough's up and it should be a good tournament. 
The European tour remains in the Middle East this week, with the Saudi International next on the calendar. Catch round one only on your World of Champions. The Waste Management Phoenix Open is next on the PJ Tours calendar. You can catch all the action live on your World of Champions. The 2020 European Challenge Tour season tees off this week at the Limpopo Championship. The tournament marks plenty of historic firsts, including the inaugural visit of the Challenge Tour to South Africa. Conditions might be drastically different to what they've been experiencing back home, but the European players are grateful that the co-sanctioning of this tournament allows them to extend their playing season. It's different what I'm used to. I'm used to um, playing almost at sea level all the time and uh, and in bit colder weather. So, but it's lovely here in, in South Africa. But, but the ball goes goes far. So we have to do some some calculating on the course. I think it's, it's a very good job both from Sunshine Tour and the Chance Tour to, to bring golf all the way around. It's lovely to come and start the season here in February. Normally we start in was April, so it's good we can have a fast start here and get the season going. So it's, it's, it's a very good job by both tours to, to, um, to cooperate. Nikolai Hoygaard's twin brother is already a winner on the European Tour, having clinched the Afrasia Bank Mauritius Open and the 18-year-old would love to emulate his early success. I'm very proud of what Rasmus did and of course uh, I want to, to be where he is uh, as well but um, it's got just golf and someday we're going to play together but right now we're on different tours and I have to focus on, on my golf and trying to improve every day so I can play with him in the future. The tournament will be played across two different courses and the players will have to quickly adapt to different challenges which will be presented to them by Euphoria and Coro Creek. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good week. Uh, two like, kind of different courses, the rough's really up here on uh, Euphoria and then the other one is a little bit easier but yeah, not sure what the scoring is going to look like because we haven't played this format yet uh, on these two courses. India were looking to sew up a first T20 series win in New Zealand when they took on the Black Caps. The visitors made a roaring start after being inserted into bat at Seddon Park in Hamilton. Rohit Sharma and Kal Rahul got stuck in with the former racing to a 23 ball 50. Colin de Grandhomme made the much needed breakthrough with the wicket of Rahul for 27. Hamish Bennett's double strike in the 11th over included the fall of Sharma, who top scored for India with 65. Virat Kohli contributed 38 to the total. He hit two fours and one six. The Indian skipper wasn't done by Bennett in the penultimate over. India posted 179 for five with Manish Pandey and Ravindra Jadeja unbeaten on 14 and 10 respectively. Martin Guptill and Colin Munro led New Zealand's response with a belligerent stand of 47. Guptill made a quick fire 31 and Munro 14 before both set batsmen went within the space of four deliveries. Kane Williamson was key to the chase as he remained calm until the final over with the finish line in sight. The New Zealand captain staring down three figures and the winning runs couldn't find the gap out for 95. Ross Taylor then went on the slog with one runner acquired for New Zealand to stay alive in the series but Mamad Shami made him pay. With scores tied the match was decided by a super over. New Zealand back out with the willow 
set India 18 for victory. The total was made to look simple by Sharma, who hit two sixes of the last two balls. India won the Super over to put themselves 3-0 ahead in the series with two matches to play. New Zealand and India head to Wellington for the fourth of five T20s. You can join your world of champions for the live action. With the Test Series done and dusted, focus shifts to the one-day international series. The first of those will be at PPC Newlands. Catch action between South Africa and England live on Supersport. The under-19 sides of New Zealand and the Windies faced off in the second quarter-final of the tournament at Willowmore Park in Benoni. The Windies won the toss and opted to bat first but found themselves on 32 for 2 before the end of the 10th over. With Leandro Julian and Kamani Melias the early casualties. Kevlin Anderson and Kirk McKenzie, who notched up half-centuries in the process, rebuilt the innings with a 78-run partnership before Anderson was clean-bowled by Simon Keane for 33. McKenzie continued his fine batting display, while the wickets of Antonio Morris, Naeem Young, Matthew Patrick and Matthew Ford tumbled around him before he had to retire hurt on 99, one short of a maiden century because of cramps, with his team on 205 for eight. Joshua James and Jaden Seals added some fireworks near the end, with the Windies on 238, before James was trapped LBW by Clark. McKenzie made a miraculous return to the crease on 99. The Jamaican, however, was clean bowled by Clark with the very next ball, one short of his milestone, with the Windies posting 238 in their innings. The Windies bowling attack meant business, determined to defend their total. Ali White was sent packing before the end of the third over. Reese Mariu and Fergus Lalman seemingly got the young Black Caps back on track with a 48-run stand. But after that, they too became victims of the outstanding Windies attack. New Zealand had lost half their wickets by the halfway stage of the innings, limping on 118 for 5 after 25 overs. Keane showed some resistance in the middle, forcing the Windies to switch up their tactics. Once they did, he was out, gone for 33. New Zealand staring down the barrel of defeats. The ninth wicket partnership between Joey Field and Christian Clark turned the screws in the battle, providing hope for New Zealand. They clawed their side back into the battle and needed just seven runs to win in the final over. It was an unbelievable finish in Benoni. Heartbreak for the Wendy's, glory for New Zealand. And there it is, it's a boundary to finish. That is magnificent stuff from the boys from New Zealand. That is an extraordinary victory. It's the second time they've done it in this tournament. They did it against Sri Lanka. They won the thriller there, batting second at that stage as well. And here they've done it again. They're in the semi-final. That's outstanding news to the boys from New Zealand. JB Mark's Oval Place host to the third quarter-final of the Under-19 World Cup as the hosts South Africa look to make their way through to the semi-finals. They meet Bangladesh in Pachofstrom, and you can catch all the action live on your World of Champions.